Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Reality Talk, the podcast. My name is Jackson, and I'm your host. So, first of all, I just want to say thank you so, so much for listening. It truly means the world to me. And if you like this podcast, please subscribe and leave a review because that helps the podcast um, get out there for more people to be able to listen to it. So that would mean the world to me if you could do that. Um, But again, just first of all, thank you so, so much for listening. Um, Today, I have the amazing opportunity of interviewing Cece Gutierrez-Scott. And she was a cast member on Basketball Wives on VH1 for two seasons, season seven and season eight. Um, The show now is airing season nine, which just recently premiered. And Cece is actually since she's not a part of the show anymore. So um, I actually I caught up with her and we talked about her time on the show what she's doing now, what she's been doing since COVID. And actually a fun fact about Cece, she is a registered nurse and she's been a registered nurse for years. She um, worked in the operating room and um, I more recently, she worked in a med spa and owned her own med spa. And that was very successful. And now she has actually some new business ventures. So we discussed that, but we also discussed um, all the juicy drama that happened while she was on Basketball Wives. And trust me, there's a lot because she dealt with a lot while she was on the show. Um, just a quick background. She joined the show at, with her, at the time, it was her future stepdaughter-in-law. And I know that's a lot all at once, but she she had recently got married since her time on the show, but she... Um, at the time, her fiance's son's wife um, was also a basketball wife. So they went on the show together and there was a lot of family drama that was brought out um, because of that. And it got very messy and um, very dark. So um, if you're a fan of the show, I'm sure you remember that. But we talk all about that. We talk all about um, her opinions on the other ladies and um, just how she really felt during her time on the show. So. And without further ado, here is my interview with Cece Gutierrez-Scott. I hope you enjoy. Thank you so much for doing this. It's been like a dream to do this. I've loved you since you came on back in season seven. So um, I'm very excited. Oh, thank you for having me. Thank you for watching. (laughs) Yes, yes, of course. Um, But to start out with, um, you know, I know the last year has been absolutely insane for everyone. So um, just in general, yes, how have you been doing? You know, it's been it's been crazy, but actually, you know, it's it's a bittersweet year because obviously 2020 was a horrible year for everybody, obviously, and it was Nice that we were still, Byron and I were still able to get married and have a little like quiet wedding here. So, um, you know, we'll talk about that, obviously. But um, that was one really nice thing that happened, you know, last year. Other than that, it has been crazy. I mean. But um, what have you been up to since fans last saw you on the show? Gosh, okay. So I filmed... Let's see. Wow. How long ago was that? It was so long ago. Um, like probably like 2018, 2019, I think. Yeah, 2018, 2019. And then um, I just started to get ready for the wedding. I was, you know, planning everything out for, you know, Byron. Because at that, at that time, Byron and I were already engaged. So mm-hmm. all the filming was done and all that was put us put behind me. I started focusing on really planning our big wedding and it was supposed to be held in Beverly Hills at the Beverly Wilshire hotel. Yeah. And I got to tell you um, something crazy about that. So um, obviously, you know, all this happened and honestly, when it happened in March, we still were moving forward with planning our wedding thinking, 
you know, maybe this is something that's just going to, you know, subside and a couple months later we'll still be on track, even if it means having to postpone it for a couple months. Right. And then as it got closer, we were so sad. We thought, you know what? Right now there's obviously a lot of more important things going on in the world, you know, our safety, you know, with our family and ourselves. So we said, let's just, you know, not have the big wedding. Obviously we can't, everything, you know, got shut down and, you know, we just decided to just cancel it. I mean, it got canceled on us actually. So, yeah. So the Beverly Wilshire called and said they're shutting down their hotel. And so we really just, you know, stayed home like everybody else and just waited to Mm -hmm. do it. It's pretty sad, but, um, we were also moving at the same time. So we were moving from, we got a brand new house. So we were moving from the beach, um, you know, so during the quarantine, when it hit, everybody was, you know, in their homes and we were moving between homes. So we were pretty busy, we had a lot to do. Wow. My company was shut down as well. My med spa was shut down, um, you know, mid-March. So it gave us time to really, you know, get stuff together and move into our new home. Yes. Well, see, that's good that you had something kind of going on during it to kind of keep you busy instead of, you know, sitting around it. That's, that's, that's been really hard. I think for a lot of people is just doing nothing I think was hard, but yeah, that's nice. That's so exciting. You got a new home and it seems like things are going really well. Yeah. We love it. We love it. We're so happy. Um, but yeah, those are the two th- main things that we focused on besides a couple of other business ventures that I got into. So yes. this, yeah, this quarantine, um, I kind of, you know, obviously I stepped away from the med spa. I still own it. Um, I'm still an investor in the company. Um, I miss all of my patients. It got, it's been almost a year since I've um, seen, you know, worked as a nurse there. Cause obviously after the shutdown, I just kind of never went back as a nurse, but um, it gave me time to obviously be in our new home and um, get ready for our private wedding. And then also um, get into all these other different ventures that we're in right now, which is really exciting in the PPE industry. So, yes, that's very exciting. I saw what you're doing and that's really awesome. So like cute little kits called my protect kit. And it's a really handy, small pocket size pouch that, basically has like a mask, hand sanitizing gel, hand wipes, uh, nitrile gloves. We're going to put thermometers in them and they're actually doing really well and everyone's really interested in them. So we're getting those out there and a bunch of other stuff that we're doing too. So things that we knew we were going to be doing right now, you know? Right. You couldn't have predicted it a year ago. It's crazy. So then when Basketball Wives was filming or was starting to go into production um, in for season nine, that's when the whole like shutdown was happening. Right. Right. Yeah. So that's absolutely insane. Yeah. I think I just saw that on the premiere that aired last week or yeah, it was last week. They showed that. And it's just, that's absolutely insane that it all kind of happened at once. And I know it shut everything down for a while, but. Anyway, um, I kind of want to backtrack just a little bit um, to when right before you started Basketball Wives. So um, I why did you decide to do the show um, in the beginning? You know, I was approached back in 2014 by completely different than the person who uh, approached me for season seven. And, you know, Byron and I, he was coaching the Lakers at the time and Byron and I were only, we'd only been dating for a few months. So I turned it down and I said, you know, it's just not the appropriate time right now. And, um, so then after a couple of years, I guess they started to see that I was still in LA and all of that. And Byron and I were already going on like two years of a little over two years of, um, together actually longer four years I think of being together and they approached me somebody else approached me about it actually they went through my bestie they went through my bestie Ross and he kept saying you know get back to them and they you know they're calling me now and all of this so I said you know let me talk to somebody about it so the main thing was you know as everybody else you know on the reality shows that we're a part of we want to showcase our life and what we do and our businesses and what we're into and 
I thought it was a great opportunity because I own my own medical spa. I am from LA and I figured it would all work out. So at that time I said, Hey, why not? You know, what the heck? Um, I'd like to show people, you know, what I do and maybe a little bit into, you know, my relationship with, with Byron and he wasn't coaching at the time. So I figured, you know, the appropriate time was now and I just went ahead and did it. Yeah, that's awesome. Now, did you watch the show a lot before you joined or did you just kind of hear about it? Cause it's in like, the news and I, 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 you know, honestly, I had never watched a full episode. I wasn't into watching a lot of the, you know, reality shows in general. Um, it just never was my, I just never watched TV, not just reality shows. I just wasn't really into watching TV that much. I was mm-hmm. always so busy, you know, and by the time I got home, um, I, you know, would just shut down and all of that because running a business was so hard, but I would see bits and pieces. So I'd seen, you know, bits and pieces, but of course it was always, you know, scenes where people were fighting and the <laughs> yeah. And you never really right. got a list of like the actual storyline unless you really watched it. And I never had the time to really watch it. And, mm-hmm. uh, but I did have an idea and I, you know, I knew what I was getting myself into and, um, it, everybody teach their own, you know, everybody has their own personality and the own, their own way that they want to portray themselves. And I knew what, how I wanted to portray myself. So, um, you know, I just figured I would go ahead and do it. Right now. Malaysia is Byron's cousin, right? Yes. Malaysia's Byron's cousin through, uh, through his mother's side of, um, marriage. I don't know the you know, I don't know the complete breakdown, but um, I actually met Malaysia way before I ever got on the show because mm-hmm. he was at one of Byron's um, Laker games. So I met her there briefly, and she was very sweet. Um, and then you know, be- way before this, I didn't even know she was on the show. It, I mean, it didn't. I didn't put two and two together, and then that's when Byron said, "Oh, that's my cousin Malaysia. She's on one of those shows." <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah, <laughs> And then I just said, okay, you know, very sweet. And that was it. And I never saw her again after that. So, yeah, I mean, I, I don't know like the, you know, exactly how they are married. Byron probably be able to explain it better, but, but yeah, it is. (laughs) Now I'm curious, did Malaysia give you any advice before joining the show? Because she's done it for you know for a long time now and I'm sure she had some things to say (laughs) no I mean to be honest she didn't and I think it's because her and I at the time we didn't really know each other like that Mm, okay Um, so it was just kind of it was really all natural you know she just heard from them that I was coming and she was like oh my cousin great you know and it just kind of rolled from there Oh, that's awesome. Now you did come on the show with Kristen. So you did kind of at the time you had someone that you knew. Um, so what was your relationship like with Kristen before you joined the show? You know, Kristen and I were very, very close, very close. I mean, we, <clears throat> we spent almost every day with each other physically. Wow. We weren't physically together, like doing Pilates or, you know, going out to eat or, you know, um, I was always trying to get her to do kind of the things I, I do, um, mm-hmm. or physically and stuff like that, you know, like with fitness, like we do, you know, hot yoga and all that. But, um, she was around a lot cause she was also Byron's, uh, personal assistant when he was a coach for the Lakers. Oh. So, so, you know, we spent a lot of time together. We traveled to Puerto Vallarta together. Um, we were just always talking all the time. So, you know, before the show, it definitely, you know, was a big difference. (laughs) Right, right. Well, that's awesome. I mean, I'm glad you guys at least kind of at the time, I'm sure it helped you uh, do the show because you have someone that you know that you're close with that you're not just going into it alone because. Well, that's initially that's initially why I, you know, brought her with me, because Mm -hmm. that's um, that was the one thing I thought of going in. I said, this would be awesome. you know, you could bring along, you know, Byron's son's wife and, you know, we're good friends and this and that. And they kind of looked at us together and saw that it was such great chemistry and thought it would be a good idea to bring us in. So right. I, mine were like, yay, I'm going in with a friend kind of thing. It'd be us against them. <laughs> right, right. 
the world. And um, it didn't really turn out that way, but it's okay. Hey, it, it things happen, especially in reality TV. Things, yeah. things definitely uh, don't stay the same for long. But um, so early on during your time on the show, um, you definitely butted heads with some of the ladies um, on the show. So why do you think that you didn't really mesh with them? I mean, it, it, a lot of crazy stuff came out later <clears throat> that I never would have even realized. Like when you say butted heads, the whole time we filmed season seven, I didn't have any issues with like, let's say Shawnee. Mm-hmm. There were never any scenes where her and I had any specific issues with each other at all. Um, you know, we were always cordial with each other. We didn't have any issues with each other. There were never any situations that occurred. So, you know, towards the end of the season, after I was watching everything, just like all the fans do, I, you know, soon realized like, okay, I think she has a problem with me, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so I didn't, I didn't know between her and I, there were no, any, there were no issues there. Um, the issues with Evelyn, everything you see that comes out of her mouth, that's, that's all true. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, um, a lot of the times, I felt that maybe she or they, you know, only knew one side of the story a lot, a a lot of the time. So it wasn't, it was almost not fair because as you'll notice, you never see scenes with me and just them seriously sitting down and talking about it, you know? And Mm -hmm. um, I just always felt like, to be honest, I felt like those two always had some sort of issue with me somewhere in the back of their mind that I still to this day don't really know of. Let's just put Mm -hmm. it there's always been something there, but there were never specific, you know, you know, issues between Shawnee and I. Um, as far as like Malaysia, no issues either. You know, I never did anything to her. She's never done anything to me. Um, again, I think it's all about people taking sides back and forth a lot of the time. And, mm-hmm. then, you know, OG and Jackie, we just clicked right away. I mean, they're wonderful girls like I love um our friendship I love the friendship I have with them they're you know just fun to be around with yeah and that's awesome um so um yeah you are close with OG and Jackie which is awesome um and I love seeing you guys together I think you guys have a great bond um so what were your initial first impressions of both of them um when you joined the show well, I knew that, you know, there was an image of Jackie being portrayed as, you know, kind of like the wacky Jackie and, and mm-hmm. Jackie that, you know, gets involved in all the drama and all of that. But that makes, that's what makes Jackie Jackie. I mean, right. her and I hit it off right away, you know, and I think it has to do with, you know, we have a lot in common um, and we just have that natural chemistry. You know, we love to do the same things. We laugh about the same things, um, even with OG. Like, you know, Jackie and OG and I, we were sitting in our hacienda in, in um, Costa Rica up till 4, 4.30 in the morning almost every night. As tired as we were from filming and traveling, we were just up all night laughing and talking and just, you know, having so much fun like girlfriends really should have, you know, and we just have that, you know, amazing chemistry with each other. Oh, that's awesome. Now over now, like over the past year, have you um, still kept in touch with both of them? Yeah, I have. Um, Jackie, uh, Jackie, all three of us, we call each other all the time. I mean, that's awesome. Yeah. If we don't have the time to talk, we're texting. We're just somehow keeping, you know, we're on each other's minds and, and, and we've got a plan things with our men, you know, to hopefully, you know, if our schedules permit to like, you know, go to dinner and stuff. But lately everything's been shut down, obviously here in LA. And right. So we all haven't been able to hang out with each other, but we will, we will soon. See, that's awesome. I'm really glad. I think reality TV, unfortunately can really ruin friendships, but I think it's so nice to see relationships stick and grow that, um, you know, last outside of the show, which I, I think that's really awesome. Yeah. Uh, and then going into season now, uh, Phoebe, um, I almost called her Fancy. Phoebe, um, 
she was in season eight. Uh-huh. Season eight, to answer your question about butting heads, her and I didn't have any issues either. Right. Like, the whole time we filmed, there was nothing, no issues at all between Phoebe and I. But yet, after I see things that are said, you know, behind my back and seeing the show air later on, I'm going, what? You called me a clown? What? You have something against me? Like, it was such a shock to me that she also had something against me. Because, again, I've never done anything to her. She's never done anything to me, as far as I knew. And she was one of the girls I got along with the whole time we filmed, but it was portrayed like every single one of them didn't like me. It was very bizarre. So mm. it is what it is. Oh yeah. I mean, Phoebe and I, we were getting along, you know, in Costa Rica the whole time, the whole time. I even saw her at the airport coming back and we talked like, and then, you know, things change, I guess on the screen, but yeah, right. that's why it's like, you know, tell me in my face, or tell me when we're filming or whatever, but it, that was never done. I just saw mm-hmm. more of the I hate Cece after the fact. Right, right. Anyone that was truly in my face and said what she wanted to say to me and 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 showed that she really didn't like me was Evelyn. But mm-hmm. everyone that didn't like me, it was kind of like, well, all this time we've been filming, we never had an issue with each other. So, you know, people don't see that, you know, behind the scenes. Right. We only see like the piece, you know, everything coming together and edited and right. Yes. So it's a lot of different. You called me a clown in my face. So mm-hmm. if you go back to the, you know, the other episodes, you're gonna see them every time something is being said about me. It was never in my face, or I was never on the screen with them at that moment. So I'm finding out that they didn't like me after the fact. Right. Right. So. Um, now, OG has talked about, especially I think last season, she talked about how she was treated differently compared yeah. to other cast members. Um, and especially at the reunion, um, mm-hmm. like they had the whole different set for her and all of that. So what is your take on that situation? You know, it was a horrible position that OG was placed in. <clears throat> mm-hmm. And, you know, and it was also hard for, for Jackie and myself because you know, we were torn with what was right and what was wrong. And um, and I will say to this day what, how OG was treated, you know, was wrong. And um, a lot of, you know, what was presented um, was true. I was, you know, I was there, I was ready to go on. And, you know, at that moment of the, at the reunion, you know, she decided, like, I'm I'm not going to go on. If And I said to them, I said, if we can't do it the right way, then we're not going to do it. Mm-hmm. Same thing. If we're not going to do it the right way, we're not going to do it. So I was with her, you know, when she wanted to leave. I wasn't going to make her be in a room separate by herself, you know? Right. So I'm sitting with all the other girls who claim to not be aggressive, claiming that OG is aggressive. Um, never once has... OG laid her hands on anybody. So that whole thing of, you know, I'm scared to film with OG because, you know, she might hurt us. No, I don't think, you know, it was that. I think they just didn't want to film with her because they were scared to film with her. That's my honest opinion. Mm-hmm. Because they would, she would physically harm them, but because they just felt more comfortable not being in the same room with her because she definitely can fight her battles with just her voice and not mm-hmm. not need her hands, you know. But I think that she was treated completely different than anybody else that's been on the show. And, um, and you know, it, it's just unfortunate. But she ended up going back and I had already, you know, I was already gone, but she did go back and I was, I was proud of her. Um, and, you know, I just, I honestly, I couldn't believe it. I really couldn't believe it. She's never thrown a bottle at anybody. She's mm-hmm. never chased somebody up from behind them with an object in her hand. You know, she's never hurled over a table to jump on somebody. She's never punched somebody. She's never pushed anybody. So to label her as aggressive just because, to me, was was so wrong. Mm-hmm. Right, right, of course. Um. And then she did, like you said, she got to go back. Um, she ended up going back for the reunion. And then now she's ended up coming we back. Were this already, we were already at catch checking in for our table 
for brunch because <laughs> we were done, you know, mm-hmm. I was, you know, I was with Byron and Kwame was with her or we, we, uh, we were already up gone. And, and, you know, she got a call and said, you know what? I think I just, you know, she felt it was best to go back. And she, she really felt like she would, she wanted to be there. So I said, I'm, I'm proud of you, but you know, go handle it and go do what you need to do. Mm-hmm. Now, when she got called back to do the reunion um, after she had originally left, so why did you decide not to go back at that time with her? Did you just well, feel like it was, it was already said and done? Like you know, everybody went home. I changed my clothes. We decided. Oh, right. Byron was mad. Kwame was mad. You know, we were done. We were. We mm-hmm. were. Yeah, we were done. And. Um, already checked and I got to the restaurant before her because I mm-hmm. left a little bit before her. Byron and I were already there and and she says, listen, I'm just, I'm going to go back. And I looked at Byron and Byron was like, nope. And I said, <laughs> no. <laughs> and I said, you know, that's it. I'm not going back. We are, you know, I had already said, I'm not doing this because I don't agree with the way they're treating her. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, Makes so, sense. Yeah. Yes. Um, now, on the show during your, uh, you know, bo- I think a lot of both of the seasons, um, it highlighted a lot of um, what they called your family issues between you and Kristen and Byron and all of that. Um, and it got very messy. And I think even for viewers, um, it, it was a lot. Um, so do you regret how any of that went down or, you know, about that whole situation? Yeah, I mean, you know, what I do regret is the fact that, you know, it did get blown up, you know, out of proportion to the point where, you know, it, it may have hurt some people, you know, mm-hmm. a lot of it, you know, and I'm going to say this, a lot of it is, you know, a mix of production work, a mix, mix of storyline, a mix of people getting involved. Um, so, you know, people have to look at that from that point of view, you know. Mm-hmm. I would never intentionally want to hurt anybody, especially, you know, from Byron's family. So the fact that it got blown up so out of you know proportion, you know, just made me look at them like, you come on, really? You really think that I would purposely want to hurt anybody from not just our family, his family, but anybody's family? You know, anybody, anybody can see that I'm not that type of person that would want to hurt anyone in general, mm-hmm. you know, let alone hurt I'm the one that was always, you know, trying to get along with everybody and making sure that things were cool. And, you know, I'm the least aggressive one and and all of that. But I just felt that it was like storyline after storyline is all I can say. Mm -hmm. Right. Right. Um, And I think in, this is something that I found recently. Um, I I think even Byron went live or maybe he posted a video, I think last season it even yeah. said that he, um, they like set something up about a dinner that he was supposed to attend and right. that they invited him and he didn't show up. And then he ended up like, they made it look like he just didn't show up, but he, right. so that, you know, that kind of stuff, I, I'm sure is very hurtful and very hard to be portrayed a certain way. And then right. like, to he share your upset. time. Exactly. He was upset about that <laughs> scene. Um, and he wanted to say something and I actually, was telling him now, just, you know, just let it go and this and that. And he says, no, I want to say something. So, you know, he spoke his mind and basically just wanted to tell the world, you know, Hey, I was never supposed to be at that <laughs> dinner, mm-hmm. house, you know, the way it's being portrayed. So he was upset about that, right? Um, you know, as he should be, you know, I, I wouldn't want to be in that situation where, you know, they set this whole thing up, you know, as if I'm supposed to be there and I, I just didn't show up. Um, you know, so why they did that, I don't know. I don't know who was behind that. I don't know how it was really supposed to go down. But in his eyes, he and and what was portrayed, of course, on the camera was that there was a dinner he was supposed to be at, and he looks like he just didn't show up. So, you know, it wasn't cool, and um, I wasn't happy about it. So, you know, he felt the need to want to say something. Right. Good for him. Um, now, over you know, since. That was all really a long time ago now. Um, <laughs> has anything changed with your relationship with um, his kids or Kristen or has anything changed in that regard? No, everything's great. Like we just actually went out to dinner a couple night uh, night before last night for Byron's youngest son, Daron. Mm-hmm. 
when you turn 30, dirty 30, um, on Valentine's Day tomorrow. So we all, you know, hang out and they, you know, come over to the house and all of that. Um, and, you know, Linda and I have a great relationship and, you know, I spend a lot of time with, you know, his, her kids, the grandkids. Um, I just don't, uh, Kristen and Thomas and I don't speak still to this day. That's where we stand right now. I believe they moved away, but I didn't really know much about that. Okay. Okay. But every day I wish them well, you know, it's like, especially during this crazy time. And, and Thomas and Byron have a great relationship, you know, nothing's changed with that. Oh, good. I'm glad to hear that. That's very good. Yeah. Um, now, so you didn't, you ended up not deciding to come back for season nine, which is very uh, sad. But um, so what brought you to that decision to not come back? <laughs> well, there was a lot of, there was a lot of things going on, obviously, mm-hmm. the pandemic, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and I had my business, but um, I basically just told them that it was, well, it was hard for me, season seven and season eight, running a full-time business, you know, having to physically be at this business um, as a nurse and running it because it was, you know, partly my own and having to film. And when I initially signed up to do this, it was kind of like, yeah, you know, we'll kind of go around, you know, you're a busy businesswoman and this and that. And, you know, we'll go around your schedule and make it happen. And it was, it was a struggle for me to juggle both. It was hard. You know, sometimes I was exhausted from working all day and then they'd say, Hey, we're going to, you know, film a scene. Can we do it right after you get off work? And I'm like finding out 15 minutes before. And after two years of that, you know, it was just for me, it's like, why am I, you know, what am I doing here? So I said, Hey, you know, if if I'm going to come back, this is how it's going to be. And then when it looked like we were shutting down, I thought, well, I'm not going to be quarantined. (laughs) Those women. (laughs) Right. And I just got married, for God's sakes. Like, I just got married. We just got a brand new home. Why would I want to be quarantined somewhere else? Right. Instead of being in my brand new home with my brand new husband. It just doesn't make sense. I've got you know, this life over here that I just started. So, you know, and it was scary. Like we didn't know what was happening. I'm a nurse. Like, I don't know. Was it at the time we were like, is it airborne? Is it, is the virus contact and and not airborne? And, you know, so when that happened, I was like, man, you know, screw that. I'm not, (laughs) I'm going to skip out of this one. Right. Um, And if people don't know, um, so this season of basketball, I was looks a lot different I think they've had previews but it's I don't know if everyone really realizes so this season if and you can correct me if I'm wrong but it's they're in like a mansion staying together instead of like obviously going out to events and parties the ladies are all quarantined together in like a house and they're being filmed like in this house is that right yeah that's what it seems to be yeah yeah oh wow in a house and um, yes, yeah. I can definitely tell. Uh, yeah, you d- you just got married. I completely understand why you would yeah. not want to be away for you know an extended period of time away, especially with these ladies. Right. <laughs> well, it was difficult too because they did start filming before the right before the shutdown, right before, mm-hmm. the, and then had to stop filming and had to stop production. So, um, you know, and then it was going into like my wedding was coming. And so they were kind of, we were kind of going back and forth as to whether I'm going to be on it and my wedding and all of that. So, you know, we didn't go there. And um, when everything shut down, honestly, everything went to a stop. They stopped production, you know, no one was working, no one was doing anything because, you know, everything was closed. And it's still pretty much closed here in LA. Um, The restaurants just opened up a couple days ago. So. Wow. So. I heard that. So then they had to pick up again where they left off, but this time, obviously, everybody had to quarantine. So, right, yeah, I think it'll be a different season, but hopefully, um, from what it looks like, it'll be some healing going on. So I think that'll be good for the ladies. Um, now, would you ever return to the show? <laughs> I get asked that a lot, a lot. Um, it depends. It depends. I mean, there obviously has to be some changes made, you know, mm-hmm. obviously, you know, I'm not going to mention a lot of 
without going into too much of what's going on right now, especially between OG and Evelyn and just a lot of things that occurred on the show, um, because there's a lot of things that I don't feel are right. Mm-hmm. And I would rather, you know, be involved in something with more of a positive light. Mm-hmm. You know, it really just depends on, on, you know, how things go with this show in particular. I, I would never rule out being in any other reality shows. I mean, I'm, I'm okay with that, but it just, everything that happened this last year was just way too much. <laughs> right. Of course. Of and course. Too much because obviously, you know, they're going through some, there's some legal proceedings going on. So, you know, that's all I'm going to say is anything dealing with that. I do not want to be a part of. Right. Right. Um, now, I know you didn't watch TV a lot before, um, especially mm-hmm. reality TV, but do you, I mean, since you've been on it, have you watched any other shows like um, Real Housewives or any any other type of show and kind of, could you ever see yourself on a different show like, like Housewives or anything else? It's crazy. I, till this day, I do not watch any reality shows. I've not watched wow. a single reality show at all. Um, I mean, literally, uh, either golf is on our TV screen, <laughs> constantly watching golf or basketball, uh, yes. or we're watching like our movies together. We oh. I don't watch any reality shows at all. Not even right. all, even. I barely saw part of episode one yet. <laughs> oh wow! Yeah. Yeah. So no, I don't watch them. I never did. I mean, it just wasn't my thing. But hey, that's probably for the best. <laughs> yes, I think and I think that, in all honesty, I think that's probably why, at least in my opinion, I think you did a really good job of just being yourself, I think, on the show, even though there's a lot of other factors like editing and things like that. But I think you did, a, you know, you were very like you seem very natural and yourself and um, you weren't trying to be someone that you weren't if that makes sense because I know that can happen a lot with people there's so many reality shows now and people could just watch a reality show and say well I want to be like this or I want to cause drama but you really just got to be yourself because viewers can definitely um, tell when you're not being authentic so I think you did a great job of being yourself and being authentic thank you yes (laughs) now um now that you're off the show and everything, you have a lot of time and I know you have a lot of business ventures. So what are you up to now that you can talk about? I know you talked a little bit about it before, but is there anything else you want to share yeah. or talk about? Yeah, I, um, I created um, through everything that's going on. I have um, a website. It's called uh, Fashion Protection and mm-hmm. I call it a necessary novelty job. So things that have to do with somewhat of fashion, you know, fashion, but more on the protection side. A lot of what I make, like right now I have jumpsuits out that are made of antimicrobial material. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Byron has a line of scrubs out. I know it's kind of weird that, you know, he's in sports and he has a lot, but basically his scrubs from Medizip, it's called Medizip and it's on Medizip.shop, um, are scrubs that I helped out with, obviously, and they are like basketball tearaways. So they initially started, the company initially started years ago with another um, basketball player named John Starks, who is one of Byron's friends, and they came out with these basketball tearaway uniforms. And mm-hmm. it didn't go into the direction that they wanted. It had the side zippers versus side buttons. So they turned them into scrubs and we ended up taking over the company. And now with the style of the scrubs, I've incorporated antimicrobial material into it because, you know, obviously in the pandemic hit. So we have those and they are literally medical grade, like level one PPE material. Yeah. Yeah. So you can't find scrubs that are of this material. This material is usually only made for like hospital gowns for staff, you know, the so it's pretty cool. It has that sporty look. And then I have my, going back to my website, um, we have novelty items, we have jumpsuits, we have things that just help people during this pandemic to get through. Um, and then we have something called the My Protect Kit, which is a little kit that has all kinds of you know stuff in it, gloves, hand sanitizers, 
face wipes, um, three ply masks, all in a compact kit that you could just kind of put in your pocket, put in your purse. Um, so check that out. It's on my myprotectkit.com. So we've been really busy with that. And to be honest, I think it's like a blessing because had I not, um, you know, had I gone on the show, I think I wouldn't have been able to accomplish all these, you know, things that we've been doing over the last six months. So, um, right. yeah, yeah. And, 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 at, you know, at the same time, enjoy our new home. Yes. Now, um, and you are a nurse. So I am. Um, just curious. So how did you get started in nursing and um, that yeah. kind of thing? What's your nursing story? Yeah. So I um, initially when I was uh, doing my undergrad, I went to Marymount College in Palos Verdes and I thought, you know, I think I want to be a physical therapist. I wasn't sure. And then obviously I'm Filipino. A lot of nurses are Filipino. You know, it's just in our family, in our blood that you're born knowing that you're going to have to be a nurse. It's just mm-hmm. a Filipino culture. Um, my aunt actually convinced me and said, you know what? And at this time, my son was already one and said, you know, you should really just consider going, you know, to nursing school. So I ended up going to nursing school. I ended up getting a bachelor's in nursing. I ended up getting a public health nurse license. I ended up getting, um, I ended up becoming a certified operating room nurse. So my background is operating. I, um, after becoming an RN, I went through another, after all the years of, of schooling and all that, as soon as I became an RN, I went through another intense nine month training program for nurses where I am certified to be a scrub nurse. And a scrub nurse is somebody who, um, you know, that scrubs in with the surgeons and, you know, passes the instruments and, you know, how the, you know, the surgeon says, you know, knife and yes. <laughs> I'm that person. I'm that nurse that would, you know, pass the instruments and assist with the surgeries. And so that was my field. That's my background. And um, as I was working, doing that, and I was doing night shift and I had a little boy, you know, my son was five years old when I graduated from nursing school. Um, I started looking into the whole cosmetic side of it. And I started getting information on like, that's when med spas were starting to come about. And I literally was, I was, you know, working graveyard, so tired. I was driving home. I, I decided to drive along the beach and I saw a laser hair removal clinic and the sign said registered nurses doing laser hair removal. And this was in 1999, I believe. And um, I stopped and they weren't open yet because, like I said, I worked graveyard and I was coming home and it was like seven in the morning, eight in the morning. And I stopped and I inquired about it. And then that's when I found out that RNs can start doing cosmetic procedures like, you know, laser hair removal and IPL, brown spots and Botox and fillers. And I got certified and trained in every single aspect and then started doing that on the side. So mm-hmm. I'm in the operating room. And then I would do all these med spas. And I started running all these different med spas as if it were my own. And um, eventually I said, you know, 2009, I believe I said, I'm going to just open up my own. So, you know, I opened up my own med spa all by myself um, and continued to carry a full-time job in the operating room at the same time. So literally like get off work at 3 p.m. and see clients in my med spa from like three to 8 PM. Wow. And during the day I would literally be closed because I couldn't, I couldn't, you know, run the business without working a full-time job. So um, eventually I was able to cut down my hours on working as an operating room and spend more time in my med spa. And then eventually just, you know, left the operating room as a whole. But, you know, I, I, when I'm asked to go to the OR, I can still go for, you know, I have a lot of friends that are surgeons that, you know, have my number and they, you know, if they need a nurse in their operating room, I can definitely still go. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so I ended up opening up my own med spa. And then within the first year, actually within the first three months, my schedule was full um, three months out. And in the first year, my med spa was voted number one med spa in the South Bay. So yeah, it was crazy. And, um, and it just grew and grew. Um, awesome. Um, so do you see yourself going back to your med spa after things start opening up again and, or 
What do you see? You know, I, I see myself um, still being a part partnership and an owner in the company. You know, I'm almost 50. Wow. <laughs> I don't know um, if I will ever go back now. I've been, you know, I haven't been there since March physically mm-hmm. because of everything that just happened. Um, I do miss it. I, I probably will maybe go back just part time just because I still, you know, love to do it and mm-hmm. my patients. But I love the venture I'm in now with, you know, everything else I have going on. And it's right. a different type of business that I'm involved with. Um, so for me, it's something it not only is it different, but it just adds more to my life because medical spa and operating room was always my life all my all these years. So, right. Yeah. I like being. You know, I like having a lot of different jobs. <laughs> yes, you do. That's good. That's always good, especially during this time where you really had to like, you know, a lot of people's jobs, they just like completely stopped. And now, you know, they either yeah. had something different. I think that's awesome that you uh, got to make something out of this. That's really great. Mm-hmm. Um, now, on the show, we did get to see you kind of prep a little bit for your wedding, but we never got to see, um, and I know you said it was a small private ceremony and stuff, but can you give us any details about uh, your wedding and how the big day ended up going? Yeah. So um, going back to the fact that it was supposed to be held at the Beverly Wilshire Hotel in, in Beverly Hills, um, remember the riots also happened and my wedding was supposed to be July 11th. Wow. So literally the actual hotel where we were supposed to get married was boarded up. All the windows were boarded up. The riots were happening over there in Beverly Hills and, you know, around the Grove area and most of LA. So, you know, it just, it, it really, it was so sad to see like, wow, that's where I was supposed to get married on July 11 and the windows are boarded up and the hotel is not obviously not there, not open. Um, but what happened was we quickly, Byron said, look, July 11 is the day we wanted to get married. We're going to get married on July 11, whether it's just, you know, him and I, we couldn't even get married in the courthouse because then they were only open for emergency. Certain offices in the courthouses were only open for emergency situations. So mm-hmm. doing weddings in the courthouse or anything either. So we were like, well, what are we going to do? Um, and our, my invitations were literally, you know, had just arrived, <laughs> and, you know, and I caught the, I caught them in the nick of time to change the wording, literally in the nick of time. They were sending out my invitations to me in the morning um, and I had caught them the night before and said, listen, it's finalized. We're not going to be able to have a wedding. Everything's shut down. Um, let's change the wording and the invitations that we'd already purchased. Um, it was going to be anywhere from about three to 400 people invited. And, um, let's just do some sort of a virtual thing. So I found, um, a really cute wedding chapel here in Los Angeles and they were shut down. Actually, they were, they were only doing drive-bys, uh, not drive, drive, drive through, sorry. Uh Uh-huh. Wedding, so and um, where you just drive up the curbside, and they have you know a, a an efficient there, and then they even have somebody to do your notarizing and all of that. And it's like, wow, you know, we converted our four hundred you know person glamorous wedding to have to do that only because of the fact that we still wanted to get married. It just didn't mm-hmm. go as planned. Well, as it got closer, I didn't even know if I sh- if I could have a wedding dress because. They were saying that if they can't open their doors to let me have an actual ceremony inside the building due to the shutdown, that I would have to do, Byron and I would have to do a drive up wedding. Mm. <laughs> and we had to bring our own pens. We couldn't. Oh, wow. And so we had to bring our own pens to sign our marriage license and get married through the car window. And this was literally two weeks up into our big day. Finally, they said to me, go ahead and get your wedding dress because we're going to let you in the building. Wow. <laughs> but, but they weren't allowing anybody else to be there. So unfortunately, we couldn't invite, you know, we couldn't invite anybody. And they were very strict on, you know, how many photographers and how many videographers could even be in there with us. 
So it was at that point where we were just going to show up, you know, alone. And, um, you know, no one, no one from our family were, were there. No one was there. No one could be in the building. No one could be in the room. Um, and, you know, OG, bless her heart. She, because she's, she's such a sweet person and her and Kwame are such, you know, good friends. It made Byron and, us, and I very happy that she was able to come and, you know, greet us and just be there for me, you know, on our special day, even though we didn't know how it would turn out as far mm-hmm. as, you know, guests and all of that. And they were pretty adamant about, you know, they couldn't even allow my, they weren't even going to allow my photographer in there. They wow. said we had to use their photographer and we could bring our own videographer. And I said, well, you know, we've already paid the photographer just like everything else we've paid for. Right. And went ahead and let her slide. Well, I was so happy that, you know, OG and, and Kwame were able to be there with us, even if it was, you know, for a short period of time and to, you know, take some photos together. But um, after our 45 minute, it was about a 45 minute ceremony. Byron and I ended up um, taking pictures in our backyard um, with his parents and my parents. Oh. And it was just us. And, you know, had just a nice quiet dinner and cut a little small cake together. And it was really nice. It was oh, really that's nice. awesome. We're happy. We, it, it's okay. I mean, there's so many other things that were happening in the world that, you know, having that kind of a wedding, even if we were to, to have, be able to have it, we'd feel pretty guilty because it's not, it wasn't the time or the place. And it just, it wasn't in the cards. So. Right. Right. Yeah. Oh, well, I'm glad you got to have it and you got married. So congratulations. (laughs) Together as a married couple. So. Yes. Yes. That's awesome. (laughs) Well, again, thank you so much for doing this. It's truly an honor. Um, I absolutely love talking with you Um, and, you know, keep doing amazing things. So I will be talking to you soon. It sounds great. Yes. Have a good day. Thank you. Bye. Hey guys, thank you so much for listening to my interview with Cece from Basketball Wives. If you enjoyed this podcast, please remember to subscribe and leave a review. Also, new episodes of Reality Talk Podcast come out every Thursday on all the major podcast platforms. If you want to follow our social media, it is Reality Talk Podcast on Instagram. And you can also follow me directly on Twitter and Instagram. It's at JacksonSeth35. Again, thank you so, so much for listening and stay tuned.